Welcome to Breaking Big. I'm Erin Neumeyer, your host. I'm an award-winning writer, director, actress, producer, and mother of two children who also work in the film industry. My guest today is Denise Loveday Kane. We met because she and her husband, Bo Kane, run a wonderful acting school for kids, and both of my children absolutely loved learning there. However, Denise is also an accomplished actress herself. She's starred in several films, including Body Double and Jag. She's had parts on TV shows like Two and a Half Men and Days of Our Lives. And she's been in too many commercials to count. Plus, she's also a voiceover actress. She's the mother of two kids who also work in the industry. And her husband is a talented actor that I'm sure you've seen on many television shows. Denise was my first ever podcast interview. This originally taped in 2018, but it still has a lot of great information. So I hope you enjoy it. Is it Love Day Kane? Okay. Yeah, because I just was Love Day, Denise Love Day, all those years. Then I get married to Denise Kane. And so then I said, oh, I'm now Denise Kane. I'll have all these headshots made up as Denise Kane. Stupidly didn't ask SAG yet. So I called SAG and they go, oh no, there's already Denise Kane. I'm like, no, I just printed up 500 headshots. So I had to go back to a hyphenated Denise Love Day Kane. It's a mouthful, but it works. Well, I love Love Day. Wow, that's such a great name. All my last names, like I, I had Hoy, which was my maiden last mm-hmm, name, and mm-hmm. H-A-U-G-H-E-Y. So nobody oh, can pronounce that. Correct. Yes, yeah. And then and then I did Neumeyer, and everyone thinks like Neumeyer, or they want to spell N-E-W. Yes, or Neumeyer. Yes, yes, not good yeah. anyway. But I was Googling you, because I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll, I can do a little intro for her. And then I thought, oh, no, where's Denise Kane? Like, there's, right. there's a, the IMDB <laughs> is like a blank photo. I'm like, I know she's done a ton of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, Hi, I'm Denise. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay, when did you decide to become an actress? I realized the exact moment in sixth grade. It was Reader's Theater I was cast in, and it was our first dress rehearsal, lighting cue rehearsal. We were on our marks, on stage, frozen, and when the lights come up, I got goosebumps all over my body, and I went... This is so powerful. I mean, I, I had never felt so excited and alive. I was from Little Avon Lake, Ohio, a little sixth grader. And I never felt that kind of excitement. And I said, I got to do this. I, I, right then in sixth grade, I knew I wanted to be an actress. Wow. I know. It was crazy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And what show was it? It was a reader's theater. I mean, we're in sixth grade, so we all did poems, different kinds of poetry or short story excerpts. And our sixth grade teacher found the ones that she liked and put us on stage and did it. So I did a Southern girl from the the hills because I was born in West. Actually, I really was born in West Virginia. And she said, I hear something in your voice. And I said, oh, as a matter of fact, we moved from West Virginia. So there was my character. (laughs) And it was so powerful and so exciting. And I thought, I can be anyone. I can be anything. I can say anything. And I'm from kind of a conservative. I, I loved my family, but we were uptight. You know, I never saw my parents argue or yell or scream or cry. We never even really said we loved each other. It was implied. So I, was, I felt free, I think, to find my voice. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We've just had a breakthrough here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that leads us right into what excited you. I mean, obviously, when you first got into it, you were six, at, and maybe you weren't thinking of it as the industry yet. Like, what were you thinking at that time? Well, I, my mother and I would watch every old film we could on the weekends, every television show we could. I think I noticed the power that it had over me, the emotions that it brought up in me. And I thought, I want to do that. Uh, it's it's so exciting. I can make people laugh. I can make people cry. I could put myself into all these other situations. And I think the collaborative experience too. I didn't want to be in a cubicle. That just wasn't for me, that kind of work. And I thought I could see working on different shows, different films every couple of weeks. And it just seemed the kind of work that would um, make me want to go go to work every day. So I just wanted to live and be excited about what I got up for every morning. Yeah, that totally makes yeah. sense to me. Yes. I, I mean, I definitely, I lived the cubicle life for a while, and it, <laughs> it's, you know, it's great for some things. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, but it, it, you definitely have to be somebody that enjoys that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my father thrived in the business mm-hmm. world, and mm-hmm. that's great for him, but I knew that wasn't going to be for me. Yeah. <laughs> So, so now, you know, you're excited, you really want to get into the industry. Like, what was it for you? Like, when did you finally, like, break in? Well, my father was transferred to Houston from Ohio, so that's how I ended up going to the University of Texas. And uh, he was footing the bill, and what the heck are you going to do with a theater degree? <laughs> you know, so I, okay. Um, but I said, film production, actually, I really would like to direct, produce, whatever. Let's. I knew I wanted to act, but okay. So I, I went into the film department. They have a great department there. I, I must say it was the best decision. I was acting in other people's films, uh, acting in their TV shows, producing my own shows, directing my own. So we were all just this big troop. And it, it was a great time. And I learned so much. So now as an actress, I know what's going on when the gaffers are there in front, when when everyone is working around me, I know what their jobs are and I appreciate all of the work that it goes into a 30 second commercial or an hour TV show or a full length feature. And then when did that um, become like auditioning for, Well, or did you start working as a PA? Uh, well, actually I started um, acting while I was in college, I knew I wanted to act, though, too. So I was able to get an agent in Houston, and my agent would call me at college and say, hey, can you get to an audition that I have in Houston or in Dallas? Occasionally, I would drive over there. In the summertime, I was able to book a couple of commercials during those summers of college, and I was able to get my SAG card then, and that was so helpful. It was a right-to-work state, and that's when I was able to graduate and moved to New York. ABC, during my senior year, had been doing a national talent search, and I had auditioned in Dallas. They liked what they saw, and I got a small development deal, which gave me a little bit of money and helped me move after graduation to New York. There I was, knowing no one in New York. I mean, I had a little contact with ABC, but at least for two years, I got an agent, and I started booking commercials. And back then, they did big contracts. There were more national commercials. I was able to live, (laughs) do two or three commercials a year, 
and actually live and still be able to take acting classes and dance and singing lessons. And New York was a great experience. I lived on hot dogs and mac and cheese, you know, but it was great. And I could go to TKTS and stand in line and get rush tickets, but I saw every show. It was a great starving actor learning period. And I got a hair contract. So that gave me a chunk of money at that time too. But I really didn't have direction. And that's why I love these kinds of, all the resources that they have now that I knew no one. I didn't have any mentor really. Um, but then after two years of New York, it was like, I miss ha- green trees. I miss having a car and the lure of Los Angeles. Hollywood was calling. So I came and, and it was great. I started booking sitcoms and things like that or TV commercials again. And I just love Los Angeles. So it's been my home since forever since the 80s mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm dating myself wow yeah but since the 80s how did you be Bo <laughs> <laughs> uh, short answer is I picked him up in a casting office <laughs> no he would kill me if he heard that no it, the long answer is actually he was an actor who also ran casting sessions when he didn't have his own auditions in fact, his, his specialty was kids casting. So he was casting something at Sheila Manning, doing some other commercial down the hallway. I was coming in for another audition. I did mine, but I heard him talking to a mutual friend, and they were talking about the church that they attend, about the baseball team for the church, but he couldn't do it because he volunteers for Special Olympics every Saturday, and uh, it was equestrian team. I remember thinking, a guy in L.A. who goes to church, a good-hearted guy who volunteers for Special Olympics. And I love horses. I used to go to ranch camp, and I just like, I have to speak up. I just have to. And so I made up some bogus story like, oh, excuse me, do you ever teach actors how to ride? And he goes, oh, sure, all the time. So we set up a first meeting to meet um, at these horse rentals there in Burbank. And so so our first uh, meeting, even though, and he goes, okay, see if you can just gently walk the horses in and out of the pylons. I trot in and out of him. He goes, what? You already know how to ride? (laughs) Well, yeah. So we just cantered off into the Hollywood Hills and we had our great first date. And that was it. That was the rest is history. That is adorable. So what was it like being married to an actor? We both admitted to each other that at first we thought, oh, I don't know if I want to date another actor. We didn't think it would work. We weren't sure. But honestly, it's been great. It's actually been perfect. Um, I mean, my husband can understand when we have to drop everything at a moment's notice, just like this past Friday. Suddenly a call from the agent. Austin is at school. This is our son in high school. He's got a 5.30 audition in Culver City. They really want to see him. We'd already put this off, but they really want to see him. They've now adjusted. And suddenly I have to drop everything and rearrange and take our son out of school a little bit early, race him down in rush hour traffic, have him change in the car and learn his new lines, get him out, take him back, to football practice, because that's the most important thing to him at this point. (laughs) So, you know, there are just things. And then when he, we both have auditions that we've worked really hard on, we understand and we're on hold for it. And then suddenly they go with the other person. We don't get the job and we're crushed, but our partner understands it. He understands it. I understand it. It's not for everybody. Not having a steady paycheck two actors who don't know where their money is going to come from, and now we have a family. It's not for the faint of heart, but it's... So now you have a couple of jobs each, and you make it work, and we're a team. Thank God we're a team, and it has worked for us. 
and it's it's fun and crazy. So how long between the time you got married and the time that you had McKenna? Well, we were, let's say, older, finding each other and then having kids, and I'd had a miscarriage. So by the time I was pregnant with McKenna, it was three years. I was 39 years old. Now, for the industry, already I'm an old lady. Forget about being pregnant. And I went out on a couple of pregnant auditions, but that's not what they want. The industry would want, if you're pregnant, to be in your 20s or early 30s. So it was obvious I wasn't going to get those jobs. That was the first pregnancy. Now, it was fine because I really wanted to, to do my nesting with her. And then, you know, that's your first time. The second time, it actually worked out well. I happened to have booked two commercials and then found out I was pregnant with Austin. And I wasn't showing in that last commercial that I did, but I knew I was three months pregnant. And so did the wardrobe person lady. We, we kept it a secret. It was fine. And then right after that, it was great because I was pregnant. I wasn't going to get a job anyway, but I had two commercials running and it was as if I was still on the air and my agents were happy too. So thank God that worked out for a year or so until I was ready to get back into auditioning. Why do you think it was important to keep it a secret that you were pregnant? I know they worry about your stamina because I was being cast as a mom of a kid already Um, And that wasn't on their storyboard, having a pregnant mom with a child who was already 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So they didn't need to know, and I'd already been cast, and it was fine. Mm. (laughs) But once you're showing, like I said, by this time, I was 42 years old. And that was not what the industry was looking for, as for pregnant Mm -hmm. women to cast in their ads. But so now you have the two young children. Right. (laughs) So what, what happened? So how did you decide to approach work? Well, with our daughter first, when it was time, really, we needed the paycheck. I mean, honestly, that's what it was. And I was ready to give it a try. McKenna was an infant. Um, and I saw had seen other moms bringing their babies into the waiting room, and we all got to know one another. We would try to help each other out and and watch kids while the other one went in. And sometimes it worked, and sometimes they were wailing and screaming until their mom got back. So I thought uh, I'd give it a try, and I did. So we took those kids with us, both Bo and I, on our own auditions in the infant carriers, in baby backpacks, in strollers. I remember the first time I did it, though, <laughs> I was weaning her. And it's, a, it's, it's like a, you become strategic trying to make yourself look good, but forget that. That becomes secondary. It's like getting all the baby gear together, right? And making sure you have the bottles or pacifiers or whatever and all that it is and the diapers. And then um, driving there, oh, don't forget your deodorant, which I did so often, so now I carry deodorant in my car. And that's how it goes. And now my son uses it too, so it's, it's, all, it's all generational. But that first time with McKenna, I remember, oh my gosh, there's copy. So I got to learn the copy. I take her out and I'm holding her and rocking her. Okay, put her back in because I'm on deck next. Put her back into the infant carrier, strap her in, bring her in there. Apologize profusely to the casting person. Promise she's going to be fine. She's going to be an angel. I don't know that, but I'm trying to be confident. I try to time it perfectly to put that bottle in her mouth when it's my turn to go on and have the cameras roll. But of course she starts crying because she's weaning. She doesn't want this crazy bottle thing 
Well, then my milk starts flowing because she's now crying and all I can think of was, get me out of this room, what am I doing? Get to the bathroom, clean it up, okay. We'll try next time. So we, we got through that whole stage and you get, you get better about it. And they get used to going on auditions with us. And so they did for years, growing up, watching us going on this, getting to know the other kids. And even my husband, I, he would take kids on his auditions too. In fact, I think one time it helped him get a job. <laughs> they said, who's that over there on the couch? You know, Austin was just fine and watching. And they swung the camera over there and Austin just waved and they went, cool. And they made Austin and Bo a team and they got the job together. <laughs> but it was finally when our daughter was probably four years old and she goes, when do I get to do it? And we looked at each other and went, what? When do I get to audition? I don't know why that surprised us so much. But we said, okay, why not? She's been around actors all of her life. If you want to do it, let's give it a try. I've heard of Coogan Accounts. You might have a college fund and you'd have fun. She had done some print jobs because we knew a kid's agent and she had done a couple of print jobs. Now that was interesting about the industry too because here I'm 40 and I have an infant and she did two print jobs and, they're hand and I'm handing her off to the model mom who's in her early 20s who didn't know how to hold the baby so I had to instruct her, okay, do this. And, <laughs> and of course McKenna did not like being in this person's arms and she cried. So the print career was, was short-lived. But later for her then to say, I want to do on camera. And she booked a few things and she got her Coogan account. She got a little college fund started and she got a little bit of cash. She, each one, they get like 20 bucks for every job here or there. And wow. And so next thing you know, then we said, well, Bo's specialty was kids casting. Well, they, if they're really going to do this and we're going to take the time to drive them to these auditions. I want them to have a pleasant experience and know what they're doing. So that's when he started teaching acting classes for kids. It was with our kids, for our kids. So we wrangled all of their Girl Scout troop that I was a, a Girl Scout leader for and all of our friends and a couple of Austin's little baseball t-ball buddies. And that was our first acting class. Um, and then it's grown from there. And our kids have grown in the business because of that. And I think we've all grown from it. So have you ever gotten any really good parenting advice that you can pass on? I think the main thing was to know that your kids are always watching you, always watching your reactions, always listening to you and how you react to certain situations and how you react to other people. And it's true, especially the older they get, the more savvy they are. And I realize if we want to raise good-hearted, solid, decent kids, we have to be those role models, those good examples to them. We have to speak up for ourselves or we have to be gentle with the way we deal with other people. We, and that probably is the best thing. We have to know they're always watching and always listening to us. That's good advice. I know my, that's true for my son. He's always like, Mom, why were you talking about whatever? And I was like, how did you hear that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All the way from the other room. Yeah, I'm like, big ears. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> you kind of talked about, you know, what it was like bringing them to auditions mm -hmm. with you. And mm -hmm. then I'm sure you had to start, you started bringing them to their own auditions. Because you, you guys chose to do public school. And I know I, right. like I meet a lot of, you know, parents of acting children who do the private school route. Right, right. So maybe you can kind of touch on like why you chose to stay in public mm -hmm. school and then how, how everything changed like 
getting them to school and keeping them like well-rounded individuals mm-hmm. and their activities and all that kind of stuff? Well, our kids are super social. So we knew that they, and they've said they want to stay in school. They like <laughs> recess, lunch, friends, and sports activities were really important um, growing up. And so that was going to be a priority. We always knew that if they did land a series, things might change. And things would probably change. And we have friends who do homeschool, and they do it beautifully. But for our kids, it just wasn't for them. And we knew it was going to take extra time, and it does. It takes good communication with our schools and our teachers. I email them. Austin's going to be on a set of this TV show this week. Um, At one point, he was on a Netflix limited series for three weeks in, in Santa Fe. And that was the most challenging. Um, being kind to the teachers, asking for the work ahead of time, getting it back from Austin. When Bo was on set with him in the other state, I was here. We would uh, get his homework, send it by phone. I would print it up and I would take it every day to the school and bring it back. So the teachers knew that we it was important um, to us to keep his homework up and that we tried to respect their work there too. Our daughter wanted to go to arts high school and there was a wonderful public arts high school there are there's loxa where she went there's osha in orange county there are some in the valley that are great and um she wanted to do that and she uh, auditioned and got in that was going to be another challenge getting her downtown because it's on a campus of cal state la we said we'll do it we can do that as unemployed actors with our own jobs. We can do that. And uh, so she took the subway down with a group of kids most of the time. Sometimes I'd have to take her down there too. It's a team effort. And that's, I think, gotten us through. We help each other audition. Can I tell one story about the challenges of when McKenna really wanted to act when she was younger, let's say, but she got tall really fast. And the harsh reality of that is they want older, petite kids, especially girls, to play younger. And there was a point when she was like seven years old, and she was in tears. Mommy, Dad, why does Austin get all the auditions? Why does he work all the time and I don't? And I broke my heart, and I said, honey, you're getting taller, and that's great and awesome. Look at you as a dancer. Look at you as a volleyball player. That's terrific. It's just not working on camera, I guess, but you're doing all the right things. If you want to keep acting, you're taking the classes. You're doing the dancing. That's terrific, honey. They're going to catch up with you, but right now, it may not be commercials right now, but you just keep in that acting classes if that's what you want to do. But Bo and I came up with this great idea where we made her Austin's man If she would rehearse him, she got 15% of every check that he got. And he rehearsed her for her auditions or for her plays that she was going out on. And when she auditioned for Loxus, he rehearsed her. And so they each became a team. And that really helped not have the jealousy or the competition or the, the I'm not as good as feelings, you know. And it's a harsh business. And so, boy, I, 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 we stumbled on that. And, and thank God that has worked out for us. It's a team effort all around. That is genius and fantastic. And I'm sure <sighs> lots of people would like to hear that idea. It's really a great way to get, because um, I have the same yes. thing with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> and I see it and I feel mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know, I know. Now you're in a situation where, like, you, you've got one child that's starting college, and right. you know, Austin's 
in high school and maybe right. driving himself now and stuff. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> LA is crazy. <laughs> but um, how have your challenges kind of changed from when they were younger and trying to balance your life to right. now? Um, one thing was, yes, as they've gotten older and busier, we check in with them every six months. Are you still liking this acting business? You know, I, I see so many parents and I don't want to be that parent who pushes. I had a moment. Can I share this story? Yeah. Ooh, where I was on the edge. Now, Austin was little. I remember this. He was still in a car seat. He had an audition after like first grade or kindergarten down in Culver City for a big toy commercial. I thought, oh, perfect. Scoop him up. It's perfect for him and toys. Race him down after school in rush hour traffic. He was burned out. He was tired. We got into the parking lot. I'm stressed out. He burst out crying. He does not want to do it. And I was so ready to like, I just drove down here. And I was about to scream and I was about to yell. And I took some breaths and I went, oh, and, and you know when you have one of those moments in your head like, oh, this is a defining mom moment. You can go down the, <laughs> the light or the right way or down that dark path. And I went, oh, crap. I got to do, I have to, I have to do it. I have to call my agent and say, I'm so sorry. I'm literally in the parking lot of this casting office, but my son cannot go in. He'll tank it, but most of all, he'll hate me for this. He doesn't want to do this. He's burned out. We can't do this. And she said, okay, I get it. I can went, really? Yes, I get it. Totally. It was such a relief and it was so empowering to say no to that audition. I hung up. Now I was still mad because I still had to take, get in rush hour traffic back home. And I was still mad, but I didn't take it out on my son. And my son saw I had his back and, and, and he could trust that what he asked for legitimately, I said, okay, I get it. Now there's sometimes when he says, oh, do I really have to? And I go, really, honey, this is a call back and it's important. And he'll go, okay, I got it. But there have been other times when I, want, I would like to impart, don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to turn down something because it's too much or your gut is telling you, I don't like this material. Uh, there was a point one time when Austin had bad language. He was supposed to be really, I mean, say some foul things. And he was only like five or six years old. And both Bo and I said, nope, we're not going to do it. Also, as, as Austin got older, he doesn't like scary films. I don't either. We turned down some big films, like big name things, because he's like, I hate scary things, Go. I said, I do too, honey, and I understand. And he heard me say, I'm sorry, we're going to pass on this. Suddenly, your son knows you got their back. Your actor kid knows. I can say no. As they've gotten older, my son has said he doesn't want to do print jobs. It's just a lot of running around because he's doing football, and that's his number one concern and, and passion right now. So we've limited his um, commercial time, and he, but he loves theatrical acting. So he's willing to miss um, part of a football practice to go for a theatrical audition. Okay, great. But we won't miss a game, a football game for him. We were inspired by... 
um, Ron Howard, the stories of Ron Howard growing up as a kid actor on Andy Griffith's show. His parents said, we want to keep him in normal schools and sports, and they wouldn't let him miss a baseball game. And he never missed a baseball game with all the shooting that he did. And look what a great guy he is now. Great acting career, now directing, and his own kids are acting. They have been our role models in this business and raising kids. It seems like everywhere I go, there's no, um, like, mothers. Like, I just was at a women in film event a couple nights ago, and everybody there was not a mom. Really? Yeah. Or not talking about it. Well, yeah, like, the speaker, her mother was was there to be Mm -hmm. supportive, Mm -hmm. but, like, everybody else, no, it was not, it was just... It's the it's true though, Aaron. It people as you get older, it's harder, mm-hmm. and you know, trying to juggle it all. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's wonderful that we get to talk about this because it is a juggling act. It's a balancing act, and we're lucky if we have partners who are supportive of <laughs> us doing this um, and raising kids in this kind of creative, wonderful environment. But it's crazy making at times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, now that, you know, you're, you have, like, one child sort of starting their own mm-hmm. adventure, mm-hmm. how is that affecting you? Obviously, like, it's an emotional roller coaster and all of that. You know, looking at it from a career perspective, are you, like, excited? Are you still interested in acting and pursuing acting? Like, where are you at with everything? As I get older, of course, I, I see how precious time is. And so, and I see this fleeting time with our kids. So I've just been so blessed to be able to still go out on commercial auditions, book a few, have this income that helps us out, but still be there for my kids most of the time. It's, it's just a beautiful, perfect job where I can still be with my kids so much. Now that we've just put, just as of yesterday, our daughter started film school at UCLA. And that's awesome. I think she still loves acting and loves being in musical theater. But she also gravitated to film production and and says, oh, Mom, I want to produce. I love documentaries. I love the quality of the limited series now. And it's been so much fun. I've had more fun on her sets, helping her out as her PA, her mommy Uber, craft services, set design, location scouting. I, I just, I, it's so much fun. And she lets me, and in, in, I'll help her in any way I can. And that's been wonderful. But now that she's out of that nest and now it's Austin, um, yes, getting back into my acting, I had also started writing and creating a children's educational animation series. But I'd kind of put that away this past year because we were so busy. I'm looking forward to pulling that out and really doing something with it. Now, can I share why I started that and, and how I got inspired for that? Was I remember the kids were little, we were in the midst of moving, and I admit I wasn't paying much attention. I'd turn on that TV as sort of a babysitter so I could pack those boxes. And McKenna was maybe, she was about five years old, probably watching a sitcom that was just too old for her. And we turned off the TV, and she's had this sass back to me, sassy attitude. And I was like, where did that come from? That We cannot have that. 
so that next week as I'm packing, I monitoring the, her TV watching much better. And this beautiful TV um, cartoon was called Miss Spider Sunny Patch Friends. Beautiful animation, gorgeous stories, great message. She's watching it, and I'm reminded how much I love that show. Turned it off. She immediately went over to Austin and gave him the big hug and said, I love you so much, Austin. There I go, get emotional again. But I saw the power of, of the media to affect us and our actions. And most of all, these little developing children. And I went, we need more of that in our society and, all, and us too. And I needed to be a part of that. So it inspired me to start creating an educational kids series. So I'm looking forward to going back to that and start to pitch it, actually develop it and and write the, the pilot script, which I I did a rough draft and start to pitch it. That's very exciting. And, and animation is huge right now. There's so oh, yes. many products. Like uh, a friend of ours just had a show come out on Netflix yes. that's animation. There's just so much. That's right. So many venues now that we didn't have. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that and learning to teach myself the drums that have been sitting in the garage. <laughs> so now I have time to do that. That's awesome. Yes. We have a great drum teacher, but he's over by Santa Monica. Oh, <laughs> darn. Yeah, I know. He's I fantastic. Might go there, <laughs> One of the things I that I struggle with, and I thought you might have some good insight on, is like, how did you keep everything organized? You know, how did you keep Bo's schedule and yours and the kids and the sports and the school? We finally came up with a system that works for us. I don't know if it works for everybody. But you know those big desk calendars. They, they're desk protectors. So they're about two feet by one and a half feet. I have one of those and it's posted up in the kitchen. And anytime anybody has anything, an audition, a project due in school, a party to go to, um, a self-tape that's due, a, a football practice, a, a recital, a dance class, whatever. You're filming a short film. It goes up on the calendar, and they're all in different colors and highlights. And it's by the end of the month, it's this beautiful rainbow of activities and things. Put it up there, and, and we all go there. That's where we go. Then also, you have to be open and know one call from an agent and it can all go kapooey and just go with the flow. So there you go. You just have to go with the flow and be a team. That's great. Um, yeah, I can see how that works. I'm, I'm trying to do something with the Google Calendar, but my husband won't uh, like sync up with us because his phone's a work phone. Right. So, so, yes, so it's ours like is on the wall. You, yeah. have, you can't miss it because uh-huh. it's in the kitchen. Everybody's in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like everybody just has to make a mental note of it as they're looking at their week or whatever. Exactly. Yeah kind of is like almost a family business the acting the kids acting class because like austin will be here some days and he'll do scenes with people or mckenna will come and help it it's just the way that it has developed for us and how we had to make it work if we wanted to continue to be actors ourselves and then the kids participation and it's i love that they understand what we're going through we understand what they're going through every time we help our kids or other kids it makes me a better actress helping to simply explain to someone how to break down a scene how to talk about characters what's most important in the scene listening reacting feeling those are great reminders for me as i get older the honest truth is i have fewer and fewer auditions 
being a woman. And so if I'm not out there auditioning, this is a great practice for me as I rehearse everybody else. And then when I do have my audition, okay, I'm ready to go. So I wondered, you know, since you're like very tied in with the industry, you know, um, besides your class, which is phenomenal, I wondered if you had any other tips of like great like workshops or activities or things that you would suggest. Most of all, the tip is encourage your kids to do other things than acting. Be kids. Join sports. Take dance classes, music classes, art classes, writing. Do scouting. Both of our kids were scouts. Whatever it is, be kids. They have their whole lives to be actors. And honestly, casting people want real kids who can act. And we always say, not actor kids, but children who can act. Real kids. And they come in happier. I know I'm happier, too, when I'm having fun. And so it's, it's just developing well-rounded kids. Oh, my acting teacher was Milton Katselis in my 20s and 30s, and he always had us immediately get into dance classes, voice diction classes, to lower our voice as females. When the scene got emotional, we'd go up higher, and we'd get all screechy. It's just, it's just that thing. It's a maturity thing. Go to your diction classes, lower your voice, so that in those emotional scenes, you can go from your belly and feel from your belly and take those dance classes. Um, like I said, and I took martial arts classes to find my voice and that helped me co-write a book. There's so many wonderful things. Um, and now with the internet, go out there and research those classes and find what's best for your child. That is a great tip. I couldn't agree with you more about having the well-rounded child not only that but like you know sometimes you book a job because you happen to be right. a little league baseball team right or something right. you know and exactly you know if your kid Can doesn't do have any other skills besides performing then it really limits them right exactly so, and they don't get to have as much fun right exactly <laughs> yes if they're doing the fun stuff then you can take them on the audition and they don't and we try not to miss a birthday party uh-huh. that's so important the friends that's the growing up that's the important part when I was reading your bio, that's when I realized you did all that great martial arts stuff <laughs> and the book and the classes. And I just wondered, do you have any other projects or things that, uh, you know, I don't know about? <laughs> and yeah, what's everybody some... working on now? Oh, well, thanks. I, I have a Humana commercial that is running and industrials and commercials for that. It was wonderful because they shoot up in Portland, Oregon. So, hey, I got to have a little mommy me time trip. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> it was great. Portland was beautiful and, and there's such a nice group to work with. So I was blessed to get that. Um, Bo, look for him on an episode of the Orville and NCIS. Um, so those are coming up in the fall. Uh, McKenna has a recurring job. Even with college, she'll be able to do Teens React for uh, Fine Brothers Entertainment. So she does that. And then Austin just shot Henry Danger. So he's going to be on the Halloween episode of Henry Danger. It's a lot of fun. Watch out for that. Thank you, Erin. This has been so much fun. (laughs) It was great for me, too. I really appreciate um, you taking your time to talk to me. You had a wealth of information, and I know people are going to love to hear um, your insights and ideas. So thank you. Ah, thank you. Good luck to you (laughs) and your family. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in to Breaking Big. If you want to find out more about Denise Loveday Kane, and the acting school that she runs with her husband, you can go to bocaneacts.com. All of the music in this episode was composed and performed by Dylan Neumeyer. 
edited by Bella Cosper, and produced by me, your host, Erin Neumeyer. If you have any questions, or you know someone who would make a great guest on this podcast, send us an email, thundertally at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on our Instagram at thundertally.